Is it piece of chain? Or Tao Te Ching? It's the Arrow Wong podcast series. The number one Apple business and number four entrepreneurship podcast. Speaking from Hong Kong. Tricky Saunders is the founder of Fio Inc. She is a serial entrepreneur. She co-founded and won several companies before that, two in Europe, two in Canada, one of which went public on the Toronto Stock Exchange and the other one in Silicon Valley. She started CEO Inc. in Canada in 2015 to demonstrate a radically redesigned model to get all forms of capital into the hands of women innovators. At the time, about only 4% of financial capital went to women. It has since backslid even further with COVID and our deeply biased system and structures. Over the past six years, the CEO community has grown to five countries. As CEO, she is also there to transform ourselves and the societal systems by collectively working on the world's to-do list, aka the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Without further ado, let's tune into our conversation with Fricky Saunders. Hey, Fricky, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Um, uh, I think the perfect place to start off this session is can you tell us a little bit about your background, what have you been doing, and what ultimately led you to establish CEO? Sure. Uh, my, so I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much forever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm very uh, interested in how you can create the conditions and the environment for people to really thrive and bring all their gifts uh, into the world. So I come at entrepreneurship uh, and business from this angle of um, what is our potential uh, and what are the gifts that we have to bring to the world. I'm like, when I think of entrepreneur, I don't just go like business niche. Uh, how do I m- make a ton of money? Mm-hmm. I come at, come at it more around like history making. Uh, there's a series of academics in, in, um, mm-hmm. in Latin America who talk about entrepreneuring as history making. So for me, I have a very broad lens when I think about entrepreneurship. It's very holistic. And it's like, how are you, Arrow, going to use your unique genius at this moment to go make a dent in the universe uh, and make money at the same time? But it's not like, I found a market niche and I can go make a billion dollars and be the next unicorn. That's not as exciting to me as as like, what does the world need? What are you here to offer? Um, And how can you make a positive transformation or difference? So I've always kind of come at things this way and it hasn't really been a thing in the world. Mm. If you know what I mean, like <laughs> this, it's like we put words in front of it to make it more normal. Like, Oh, so you're a social entrepreneur. And I'm <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but no, like I do have this very big definition of entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm. I've done a lot of experimenting over the years. I'm fascinated by again, culture and how you mm. create the conditions for people to to bring their excellence forward, to unlock whatever's inside them. Um, And so I've Mm -hmm. done like incubators and accelerators, uh, taking a company public, focused a lot around how do you um, see your impact in the world and visualizing that. Lots of different experiments on the way to getting to CEO. Um, Mm -hmm. And then last part of this is CEO emerged. It took me a long time to get to doing anything women only because Mm -hmm. uh, it's not really valued in the world when you do something women only. It's a, oh, oh. it's a it's a woman's thing, you know? Mm. And so it's a sidebar, smaller thing, gets less money. Mm. Um, 
And then it's not taken seriously because it's like, well, how is this going to change the world if it's only women? How does it mm -hmm. include everybody? Right. But for me, the, the sort of thinking around CEO is just like 2% of capital, 51% uh, mm -hmm. of the population. It's crazy. It's like totally impossible to happen without all these biases built in. So now that we can see that, for me, it's really CEO is kind of like a staging strategy on the way to a larger sort of like rebooting and rethinking of the global economy and how we organize a society. Mm -hmm. get, get women on board and get those ideas first so we can see these things and then integrate in. Um, and so I understand that if you really want to change things, you can't just do it with women. Uh, but it, it is, again, like it's a staging strategy. Oh, wow. Before we move on to a deep dive into CEO, uh, everything, uh, I would like to ask you something about uh, you. You just mentioned something that is very insightful to me, which is uh, your entrepreneurship, how you perceive entrepreneurship, not just uh, looking at the uh, market niche, but also thinking about actually making a dance in the universe and, actually, and history making. About this bit, from my research, I didn't. I, I'm actually forget I can talk to you in a podcast like this because, from my research about you on the uh, in the online space, I didn't see that. And I I really want to ask, uh, where does that belief come from? Uh, is it some uh, certain experience you have experienced in the past? Yeah, where does that come from? Uh, well, I. It's a good question. I. Uh, mm. You know, I think that um, we are very trained mm. to think in um, sort of niches or like pillars of things. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to focus. Business is separate from healthcare. Is separate from uh, what government is separate from school. Like all these things, right? We think of things all very divided up. Even if you look at the sustainable development goals, we think of them as 17 unique separate things. Mm -hmm. But in fact, the way the world and everything transforms and we create a, a different way is the integration and the connection between mm -hmm. these 17, not the separation. But we're trained to keep things separate. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about, um, like, I've mm -hmm. always wanted to create a big change in the world mm -hmm. that um, that is rooted in business because I, I feel like a for-profit company mm. is like one of the freest forms of expression in the world. Mm. Um, you know, nonprofits have all these rules. If you actually have a bootstrapped for-profit company, you have the most freedom to do whatever you want. You can do mm. whatever you want with your profits. You don't have to give it to shareholders because you don't have shareholders because it's you. Right. And so, um, but again, like we've taken a lot of our ways of talking about entrepreneurship and business and made it just a hundred percent about money. Mm. Uh, that wasn't what we did 50 years ago, right? Mm. It was business was more this place where you were a community steward and you were working in the community to like see what was needed. And, and there was, it, it was a little bit more social uh, again, mm. like we're just out of balance. And so I think I was yearning for that and didn't see it around me. And then I read this book uh, called Disclosing New Worlds by oh. Spinoza. And they said, they saw entrepreneur as history maker. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's amazing. That's exactly what I've been feeling. And mm. so they had some words for it that was about more about like citizens participation and business and leading um, mm. that was broader. So I, I keep looking for um, 
like these uh, places where I see truth show up mm. in the world. I'm like, ooh, that's mine. Ooh, and this one too. And I'm good at uh, mix like synthesizing things and connecting. Mm. Them. So I don't stay as much in a box. This is the way you do business. This is how you grow a company. Like the one way that we're stuck in right now isn't how I think. Got it. Mm, do you think it is uh, a gender-specific thinking like this? What, the reason why I'm asking this because I I'm, I find myself always uh, enjoyable to speak to a female entrepreneur for whatever types of topics, not just entrepreneurs. Because for me as a man, uh, sometimes people just think like, oh. If I want to do something, I do it laser focus. I just look at one angle, and uh, but for women, uh, I find it uh, ever so often you are so intelligent because uh, you you never think about something. I deal with it with brute force. I think for the problem with a diverse thinking, and I really appreciate it. Do you think that there's some um, innate talent? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think if you don't think of gender specifically, mm. but you think of masculine and feminine, which mm. we all have parts of these traits in us, mm. uh, I, I think, yes, that the feminine mm. uh, often perceives the whole. Mm, they yes. With the whole. And the masculine is is much more uh, like a niche sort of focus or, or focusing on a part. Mm. And I, I think the world is yearning, is calling for us to have more of a holistic Thinking. Exactly. Yeah. As we look at the state of things, we see that you can't just change one thing. You have to change everything. Mm. All of these, everything is interconnected, and it's very hard because we're not trained to think this way. Mm. So, sociologists and anthropologists and physicists all need to talk to each other for us to form a full picture of how to do things differently. You can't, you know, you can't break it down uh, and get okay. it that. Thanks very much. Can you give us an overview of the CEO's ecosystem, funding, global network, customers, influencers, advisor, coaches? How exactly do women help up women as a yep. whole ecosystem? Thanks. Yeah. I mean, this is this is great interview. Thank you. You're just taking us on a nice journey. Everything follows <laughs> the next thing. So uh, this ecosystem approach, again, speaking to coming at this from a whole perspective, Right. If you many people, if they were looking at the the quote unquote problem here, which is that two percent of capital goes to fifty one percent of the population, they would just go, oh, just go create a woman's fund. Hmm. Right. Just go hmm. create a fund to fund women. That will solve it. I'm like, no, it won't, because there are all these systemic barriers blocking things. So as I witnessed this problem uh, and this hmm. issue over time, I um, I like there are all these different parts that need to get solved at the same yes. time. And so part of the thing is, first of all, um, we don't apply for funding often as women entrepreneurs because we don't think we're going to get it because it's so hard to get it. So you don't even try and you stay oh. small, right? Mm. So you just stay small and go, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to bootstrap and do my thing. So like that's one part of it. Another thing is it's really hard to get customers because we're locked out of a lot of these networks. Uh, and so to get you know pulled in early, uh, like lots of male entrepreneurs do, doesn't happen as often for female entrepreneurs. So like, how do you find, for women entrepreneurs, how do you find access to customers? And then how do you find advisors who would support you on your own terms instead of telling you everything that's wrong with you and how do you have to fix yourself, 
which is lots of incubators and accelerators will tell you all day long what's wrong with you, Vicki Saunders. Um, and then, you know, this like getting access to influencers and getting, mm -hmm. you know, those early customers. So all of these things are important plus the money, but it's money and all these things. So, mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing is like what we consider to be innovative ventures right now in the world is like technology equals innovation. Everything else isn't innovative. Right. We have this really <laughs> terrible narrative right now. And when I look at the world, I just see there's so many things that need to get redesigned and rethought. And a lot of it is we need new models, new mm -hmm. approaches to do things. And so that doesn't look like what you're used to. A lot of those things look different. And so there's a real bias around mm -hmm. expertise and a bias around how we pick which kinds of companies. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to, you know, like, uh, you know, normally when you go pick uh, one kind of a company and go, this is success because that's what's been successful in the past. Like the future is going to look different than the past and you don't recognize it always. So I wanted to have a really broad group of people deciding where the money goes instead mm. of. So all those things together is what CEO is. We come hundreds of women uh, in each mm. country come together and contribute capital. And then we pull it together and then hundreds of women go online and vote for the companies that they think are the most interesting. So you get lots of different perspectives. This is oh. a demonstration of selecting, right? It's not three people in a room. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not you and I deciding who's expert. It's like all this community decides. And it's always very interesting mm -hmm. because the community decides based on would they buy this product or service and recommend it to their friends. When hundreds of women decide something's interesting, all of the conditions change for that business. So that business in the past uh, maybe had a hard time. All of a sudden, there's hundreds of people go, I'd like to help. I'll be a customer. I'll wow. make introductions. So that's what happens in our community. Um, and then they get a 0% a interest loan, um, which they wow. pay back over time. And so it's like the conditions are very good for that piece. So it's a certain kind of funding for a certain kind of business that we're looking at. But basically, we come with a, the whole community of people wanting to help this business succeed. Mm -hmm. So it's very different than here's a check over to you to figure out how to be successful by yourself, which is our model and our narrative. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're here to help. How can we help? And so it makes all of the scarcity and the challenge that you had before as an entrepreneur very different. You walk into a whole new world when mm. you're at Chicago. Is there an example? Mm. Uh, project or business or franchise in your portfolio that we can talk about? Uh, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's a lot of different uh, sort of approaches that we have. So, I mean, I'll pick, maybe just do two quick stories. Mm -hmm. So, so one is an indigenous entrepreneur mm. um, who um, created this new um, skin cream for people with eczema, eczema. Mm. And um, so her daughter uh, would just bleed. Her skin was so raw. And there was no, when she was six, six weeks old, there was nothing or six months old. There was nothing she could do except use steroids uh, from pharmacies, which she didn't want to do. So she went out and she researched. She was a journalist. She researched how she could create a different kind of cream to solve for this. Um, and she made it in a a pot in her kitchen, a crock pot, experimenting, trying things. And she tried this thing and it put it on her daughter and it worked. And so then she went on to Facebook and she said, hello, does anyone else need this? Because I tried this. If you want to try it with your child, 
and mm. it grew and now she's in 800 stores across Canada. And part of it was she came into our community. Mm. People, we used our word of mouth marketing uh, as an incredible community who shared uh, and helped her to grow, helped her get into stores, helped her build her business. She didn't think she was starting a business. She was solving a problem when she got mm. started. But then in this community, everyone's like, this is incredible. We want to help you and grow. Um, flip to a completely different sort of thing. The first uh, kind of bicycle designed by um, a woman in the world that was taken to market. And it's a rethinking of the walker and the wheelchair. So all of our, if you lose your mobility, mm -hmm. you go into a wheelchair and you get worse and worse and worse right? Often you can't mm -hmm. because you're not moving, you, you lose more and more mobility. Um, and so this person designed a tricycle, like three wheels on oh. a bike that mm -hmm. you sit at eye height and the pedals are your feet. Mm -hmm. so you, you stay stable and you move it with your feet and it keeps you active and it, up, it, it activates your brain. And in fact, you start to heal uh, a little bit. You maybe you don't uh, maybe regain your balance, but you don't deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to have an independent living. It's called the Alinker. The other one was called Satya. Um, in this community, it was it's so different, right? Because yes, it's, it's so different. Inclusion. It's and then when she was trying to get funded, B, they would be like, "You have you ever taken a bicycle to market before? Do you know what you're doing?" She's like, "I just <laughs> a whole new thing." Mm. And it just looks different and it sounds different. And it is a whole mindset shift mm. on how to, to be included in society. These are a couple of examples. We have people who have designed um, zero waste packaging, uh, mm. courier packaging that's that's recyclable, like all kinds of amazing things, tons of different ideas, all working on sustainable development goals. Um, and these are the kinds of ideas that don't get into the market unless you have a differently designed approach because mm. we're so biased against and and for certain kinds of businesses it's really beautiful it's like uh I, i'm a product manager in the technology space and it's like you have a amazing community that uh you have everything in the community you have the customers you have the investor you have the money and you test it in a various uh the atomic level once uh, uh it takes off the word of mouth automatically spread and then you, you can take it to a fast level immediately after that yeah. oh wow um uh, the next question i want to ask you is about the world's to-do list which really amazed me because there's something yeah. that uh i'm also very passionate about uh the sustainable growth in terms of the entire society can you talk about the world's to-do list and what exactly is that yeah yeah, mm. yeah well so you know, we have a lot of uh, concurrent crises coming at us. Mm. Climate change, inequality, food insecurity, like it's just, it's everything coming at us at the same time. Yes. Uh, there are many, many, many challenges that we're facing as our systems start to break down. Mm. And so when I think about how is Arrow going to use his leadership at this moment in time? How are you, how is every person, like, it's all hands on deck right now. We need everybody yes. to become an activist for shifting what they see in front of them. And everybody sees a different thing. We all come here with like a different opportunity to create change uh, and to use our agency in the world. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective, the last thing we need is like 
a faster way to get hotter pizza to your house. Really? That's what we're funding in Silicon Valley. Like, who cares? We have enough pizza. Like, wait five more minutes. It'll come. Um, but like the kinds of places we keep putting our money are for like quick fixes to make more money that makes investors richer, but is mm. not really creating a better world. And so I believe that we are in this incredibly important moment in time for humanity that we need to be putting our leadership and our resources towards what are the most pressing priorities, mm -hmm. which we call the world's to-do list. What is on the world's to-do list? And you know, you could say that the, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals mm. are like another word for that. <clears throat> the, the world has agreed that these are the key priorities. So we fund ventures mm -hmm. that articulate how they're working towards these goals and working on the key priorities. And then we have the community on top of that decide each year what are the most pressing priorities based on those who applied. Got it. So that's how we, we decide. And I think we're in a moment where like we should not be putting any of our resources to anything that's not on the world's to-do list. Why are we spending money on things mm -hmm. that aren't getting us to a better world? Okay, so basically it is the... Uh foundational problems that you are going to solve uh from this ceo perspective uh yeah. yes Got yeah it. i mean we're like as a as a just speaking for myself uh if i'm here uh to make the biggest impact that i can have uh, at this moment in time for me it's like i want to put my leadership towards people that are really working on critical priorities like how do we create food security hmm. right how do we get waste out of the oceans etc like that's where i want to put my energy Got it. Uh, we just talk about the uh, the model, the operation model of CEO, uh, and this model uh, uh, is now in UK, Australia, and New Zealand, US, and Canada. Uh, does CEO CEO has any plan to deploy this model to other regions or countries? Yeah. Uh, I think my ultimate question is: What is the ultimate vision? For you, yeah. for, for CEO, yes. Yeah, it's a good question. It is unfolding on us every day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, we ask ourselves often, what, what does CEO want to be? Yes. Um, and we're about to change our name. So what does our new name want to be <laughs> in the world? What does this community want to be? Um, and as we watch what's happening in the world, that changes over time. You know, at first it was, how do we get to a billion dollar fund as soon as possible? So a million women, $1,000 each, boom. But that's really changed. That's no longer, I think, the highest and best use for us. A, a billion dollar fund isn't gonna change anything. There's mm. lots of them out there. That's not the biggest use. I think what we've been, um, our, this community has been amazing at is showing that you can do things differently than you think, right? Mm. Like. There was no such thing as a 0% interest loan when we started. Now there are lots of them because of COVID. We've seen lots of that happening. And there were people when we first started said, are there enough women? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> now we have like, we have hundreds of ventures that are between 50K and $2 million in revenue working on the world's to-do list, sure. majority women or non-binary owned and led, like with all of the sort of, criteria that we have, there's lots, there's lots. Sure. So we're show, and then we have almost hundred percent payback rate on the loans, which is unheard of. Mm. So it's like, they're great investments that create a better world 
that are run by women and non-binary folks, increasingly a diverse population, about 43% of our portfolio is black indigenous women of color. Like we are moving capital in all these places where no one says there isn't any pipeline. There's lots of pipeline. Mm. So in many ways we are uh, more like a sort of innovation lab is how I have started to think about us, where we, we get, we're very creative and we create new designs to so, show you can do things differently. Um, and we need to be rethinking things. So we're supporting these ideas, which are very different than the, the current systems that we're living in. We have lots of systems change entrepreneurs. So I think we don't still know exactly what this will look like in five mm -hmm. years. Mm. Um, but the old thought that we had of be in every single country with a separate fund in every country isn't probably where we're going. Mm. We are starting to have people from you know, Asian countries, from India, from Africa, activating and joining our community from wherever they are and just pick a country uh, and activate in that country because everything's virtual. We're all online. So we've become this virtual community where I think the nation state design that we had before is the old world. We're like moving to a post nation state, post corporate world. Mm. Uh, this is a phrase that I've stolen from Catherine Collins, who's brilliant. Uh, when she said that to me, I was like, that sounds so real. To, that sounds right to me. Um, it's totally same to me too. I feel you. Uh, and I really appreciate your honesty about you don't know yet because the world is changing so fast and you have to adapt to whatever changes that is happening. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, okay. What uh, you just mentioned, binary people and uh can you elaborate a little bit and also answer the question uh what different types of stakeholders should pay attention to ceo under your visa yeah uh, i mean i think again we are there's a, a thinker named bio akamalafe who i follow and find fascinating he uses all this very hard to understand language really different i he's african uh philosopher. Oh. And, and he, um, he says we are incarcerated. So like in prison, we are incarcerated in a single way of doing things. We think there's only one way to do everything. And we're at this really critical moment when we need to open up our imagination and start dreaming about what kind of world we want to live in. Because if we decide to do it, it's possible. Everything we live in is made up by humans. We can change it. Mm. And so who who are the stakeholders who should be paying attention to this i think anybody out there who <laughs> is, believes that we could be living differently as a society <laughs> should look at our model because we are practicing this concept of being radically generous with each other <laughs> giving our gifts and sharing our gifts openly with each other and it creates very different conditions for a new world to emerge <laughs> so i would say anyone but we are currently our capital uh, in this community goes to women and non-binary folk um, mm. and those who have been pushed to the margins because mm. it is from the edges where all innovation emerges. Mm. Innovation does not emerge in the center of where power is held. It doesn't. That group tries to hold on to the way things are. Mm. They want to keep their power. Those who are on the margins who are left out of that have very unique perspectives. And so that's where we put our energy. Oh, okay. Thank you very much for the answer because uh, uh, I really want you to speak out 
this answer not me because when I'm researching about CEO and also your whole experience, I have I already feel your passion and the audience is for every single one. But yeah. somehow the limiting for CEO for now is easier for people to uh, perceive it only for maybe woman or certain type of people. But it's for every single one in the yeah. world who cares for the uh, the world's to do list. Uh, so my last question uh, is going to be uh, to wrap up this session. What are the best ways for the audience to know more about CEO? Say like read your book, think like CEO, or listen to the podcast CEO Dog World. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast because that's probably how you just heard about this. Um, and um, yeah, I think follow CEO uh, and myself on um, LinkedIn. Hmm. Uh, this is really the platform where, I mean, almost every day I'm posting what I see in the world, uh, new articles, new podcasts, things that are opening up my mind, trying out new language. Mm. Um, I think that's really the most present way. And then there's just, I, I say yes to podcasts all the time. I, I very much appreciate you reaching out. Mm. I'm very keen to have new conversations with new people because every single time I say something different, depending on who I'm interacting with. And I think this is a real opportunity for all of us. The more we can expose ourselves to different perspectives, when we show up in relationship with each other, we learn together. Um, you know, in the old world, I would just be here broadcasting a message. If you listen to five podcasts about me, you're going to hear five completely different things because I'm always mm -hmm. trying to get ideas out based on what I'm learning and seeing each day. It's a, it's a super exciting time to be alive. And so get curious uh, ask questions, keep following, um, and we need you. So for anyone who's listening, uh, we need your leadership. It's a huge moment for humanity. And uh, so thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity for us to interview you. And is there any last message to anything that you want to say to our audiences? Yeah, uh, every single one of us has something to give to the new world that's emerging. So if you see something out there that makes you crazy, go fix it, go change it, do something. We can't just talk about what we're seeing. We need to actually take action and everyone is needed right now. So find a small thing uh, and get started. Thank you, Vicky. Uh, it is a very insightful and enjoyable conversation with you. Thank you, Errol. Mm -hmm.